ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Consumers can now buy Australian garlic all year round, reducing the need for cheap imported garlic. But it's been decades of hard work for farmers of the notoriously difficult crop to grow. As Ellie Bradfield reports. It's been a lifetime of work. I was a young man with black hair and now I'm an old man with white hair. So it's taken literally a lifetime. So when I first started growing garlic, probably more than 90% of all our garlic, 95% even, was actually coming from overseas, predominantly or mainly from China. Australian people always wanted Australian produce because it was grown locally, they trusted it, etc. Australian garlic producer's CEO Nick Diamantopoulos knew there was a gap in the market, but when it came to closing it, the list of challenges felt endless. Garlic was being produced in countries where labour was very, very cheap, and Australian labour was nowhere near cheap, and especially now it's getting more and more and more expensive. And so garlic is very labour intensive. So these were all the challenges. But the biggest of all challenges, I feel, was probably the lack of garlic seed, garlic know-how, virus-free garlic varieties, having different varieties that work in different areas. Look, I suppose I was just lucky that I was young and probably naive at the time because if you looked at it today, It wouldn't make good commercial sense. And the challenge was just huge. It was just a massive task. So when you're young, you're sort of enthusiastic and, you know, take things a little bit lighter. But it just involved a lot of crop failures, a lot of disasters, a lot of learnings. As an industrial chemist by trade, he was able to bring in different garlic varieties from around the world. Back then, it was a lot easier to import nursery stock and get varieties into the country become very, very difficult of late. So I was lucky that I started a long, long time ago working with Aquas in Knoxfield, for example. I was able to then do trials with different varieties to work out what varieties worked in what areas. It was a huge undertaking, huge undertaking with a lot more learnings and failures and successes. So slowly we sort of started to build knowledge. Slowly we started to grow, you know, crops with very lower yields and then slowly started to you know improve those yields and identify different varieties also started to travel overseas and work with growers around the world just to sort of see what they do but the other problem was that what applied to them overseas didn't necessarily wasn't relevant for australia because we had different climatic conditions we didn't have the cheap labor that they did but it was just perseverance and persistence just sheer persistence and then eventually you know, we got to the stage where we slowly started improving our growing techniques, slowly started to improve the varieties, and here we are today. But, you know, hey, look, it's taken 25, 30 years to get to where we are. While growers experimented and scaled up, Australian garlic paste played a role in filling consumer demand. They were very patient. We were replacing imported garlic very, very slowly. So for Several months of the year, even though they'd chosen to not put Chinese garlic on the shelves, they still did carry some imported product from, say, Spain and Mexico. 
Argentina. But by making a garlic paste, we were able to provide an Australian garlic offer at a time of the year when there was no Australian garlic bulbs on the shelf at all. So that sort of helped bridge a gap. Years on, Nick Diamantopoulos says what we've achieved in Australia is pretty unique. Places like the Northern Territory and Queensland, for example, they allow you to harvest garlic around September. So you sort of get early season garlic and then we harvest garlic after that in October, November, say in New South Wales, and then we sort of harvest garlic in Victoria around November, December, and then we harvest garlic in Mount Gambia, South Australia, for example, around December, January. The late varieties store very well, and so they sort of close the gap, which incidentally is something that many other countries around the world can't do. We harvest garlic in Australia, fresh garlic for about six, seven months of the year, you know, because of our diverse climatic conditions, starting from tropical, subtropical, cool climate, whereas overseas, they really have a four-week harvest window because they've just got one little climatic zone. So it's quite interesting, very unique. What we do in Australia, not many other countries can do. We've got over 300 garlic varieties at the moment, and we're sort of commercialising about a dozen of them, and we're still testing lots of other varieties to try to, again, expand the window of fresh garlic coming in all year round. With global warming, you know, we're going to be very careful because things are sort of changing and so we've got to be almost a step ahead of it. So we're almost trialling varieties now that can withstand, for example, more disease resistant, that can tolerate warmer weather, for example, or extremer weather. Um, It's quite, it's never-ending challenges. Has everyone stuck with it or have those growers sort of come and gone over the last few decades? Look, the majority of growers, believe it or not, have stuck with it and they're intrigued. And I think, like myself, they've sort of fallen in love with with the, the complexity and the difficulty and the challenges of growing garlic. But once you get it right... It's it's worthwhile. I'm not talking just financially, but I'm just talking, you know, from from overcoming challenges. And it's a great crop as a rotation crop. So a lot of growers, it's not their main crop. It's sort of like um, part of their farm management program. So a lot of guys sort of find that they get a flow-on benefit after they grow their main crops, whether it's potatoes or carrots or broccoli or whatever it might be. Garlic just seems to clean up the soil so whatever they grow after garlic seems to do quite well. Queensland is a crucial part of the plan. Andrew Moon of Moon Rocks explains. The Queensland window and certainly the St George window is a big cog in that wheel. I mean without it it's impossible to supply for 12 months Australian product. Being able to breed a variety that works for us in this area and to the specification needed for the consumer and the chain stores. That's been a big thing and we plant anywhere from February to through to April and and harvest in September. Sometimes we've harvested earlier than that in August as well. So just that's a bit seasonal. And then we supply for 12 months. We we had moved in onions and they're not a lot different. They're in the same family as garlic, so the alien group. So we thought we'd give it a go. My uncle was growing it down the Lockyer Valley so we could get a bit of seed from him and we soon worked out that 
those varieties didn't work out here, so we had to search for something that did. But the real move into garlic came a little bit later after we'd been mucking around with it for a few years and when, when a major customer approached us to see if we were interested. And that's when we started getting sort of half serious. Like they put that out there and, and it was up to the growers like us to, to meet the challenge. And we wanted to because the product that we, that we grow is a, a way healthier option than the imported stuff. Certainly the Chinese garlic, bleached white garlic you see on the shelf in some shops is, is not as healthy an option as, as the Australian garlic for a lot of reasons. The Australian consumer, they do want to eat Australian product. They just have to have the product there to buy. So it was really up to us to, to meet that challenge. Supermarket chain Coles sells 100% Australian garlic all year round, which it says was driven from demand from consumers to buy local food. At Woolworths, the vast majority of its garlic is sourced from Australian growers as part of its Australian First Fresh Sourcing policy, according to a spokesperson. It says it does source some garlic from overseas to meet consumer needs. Now, Nick Diamantopoulos says his love of science has led him to work in the field of researching the health benefits of garlic. That's just my curiosity for science. And if you're unwell or you've got a cough or a cold, and everyone says, I'll take garlic, blood pressure, take garlic. Or, you know, and it's an old wives' tale that garlic's so good for you. And, and I thought, well, let's, let's try to prove that. We ended up doing some um, research with the Doherty Institute, and the, which is part of the University of Melbourne. And we tested several garlic varieties just only because we were interested in making a, a nutraceutical product like a dietary supplement, garlic for health. But we thought, let's see, you know, which garlic variety do we use for this nutraceutical? Do we just use any variety? Only to find out that after testing 20-odd varieties, three varieties had some amazing health benefits at laboratory level in vitro, and one in particular had 99.99% virucidal properties, so against COVID-19 and influenza A. And I thought that was just incredible. So... It was obvious that some garlic's really, really good for you for cooking and flavour, and they do vary in flavour notes as well. And some garlic is good for your health. Not all garlic is equal. Meanwhile, back at Moon Rocks, garlic is a big part of its future. We've moved into a lot of processing in the garlic space. With garlic, there's so many opportunities because it's such a healthy product. For our, our second grade, product or the product that doesn't meet supermarket spec, that's been a challenge for us to use all of that product. We're sort of a long way down that road. So um, we've just released a um, a product called Black Garlic. We started a new venture in in G'day Garlic um, through COVID because we we didn't have an e-commerce platform. We wanted to get into that into that market as well, as in e-commerce, you know, selling direct to customers. Yeah, we have come a long way since we came to St George in 1979, so our business has changed a lot. You know, it it is good. The community in St George has been very supportive of us, certainly in recent times with through COVID and and, and certainly through droughts and that we, we always employ, we supply markets 12 months of the year so we've always got people employed 
and they play a big role in the community. That's St George garlic grower Andrew Moon ending that story from Ellie Bradfield.